everybody. Welcome to Whistle While You Work podcast. This is episode 67. Where in the Disney world are you? This could be fun. Remember that show in the 90s? Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Yes. That was one of my favorite shows. Yeah, that was I even amazing. got the video game. Wow. Did you know when you bought the video game, it came with an encyclopedia? Wow. Because part of the game was you right. would have to you would have to research clues and so you get to a point in the game and it would tell you what is the first letter of the 27th word on page 631. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like that was literally part of the game. And up until You'll love this. You'll love this. Up until just a couple of years ago, when this room we're now recording in was still a storage room. Yeah. I still had that encyclopedia. Why did you get rid of it? Well, it was falling apart and I didn't need it anymore. I mean, now everything's online. I mean, back in the day, there was no Google. It was the encyclopedia. I mean, we had had encyclopedias at our house. Big deal to have. Well, and and what was interesting is, um, you know... When the concept of being able to sell games started coming up, there there were companies before GameStop. Yeah. You know, GameStop ultimately kind of gobbled them all up. Yeah. There were companies they would do that. Um, I bought that game at a at a shop in Collin Creek Mall in Plano, Texas. I bought it at a shop called Babbage's. Babbage's was kind of known more for computer software, but they started dabbling in video games, and that's okay. where I bought it. Anyways, later on, you would see that you could buy the Carmen Sandiego Nintendo game. But I'd look at it and I'd say, oh, not going to get very far because it didn't have an encyclopedia with it. And you uh, had to have the right encyclopedia. Right. Otherwise, there was no chance that you'd get yeah, the 27th word on You would never, that. ever figure out what the individual letter was, you know, from that. So that has nothing to do with today's <laughs> or Disney podcast. World. But it kind of does. No, it does. I mean, that's where the title. I mean, first of all, I was thinking of Where's Waldo? And then I thought, well, you know, where in the world Disney World, are you ever? So the idea, the premise is we, you and I just randomly come up with a location in Disney World, like we mentally put ourselves there and we give the other person one word or phrase, one phrase clues to see if. Oh, you have phrases? Yeah, some of mine are phrases. Okay. Well, that, that'll help me. (laughs) I stuck to singular words. (laughs) Listen, I change the rules all the time, apparently. That is true. But I also make them up, so. That is also true. <laughs> we thought it was time for a game. We, we wanted to play around. I came up with the idea of doing an episode about snatching an ADR. I was able to successfully get lots of good ADRs for some of my travel clients. But I didn't think it was that exciting. And then I thought, why do they need to know that? They just need to call me <laughs> and then I'll help them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the best part about it is, um, you know, as an as a, as a Disney travel agent, you can help people book their travel and take all of the frustration and difficulties and all that other stuff early, that comes early with it. Mornings. Now they can just focus on going and having an amazing trip yeah. and you're doing all the hard work for them. How's that going? I mean, it's been a lot of fun. I I've, I keep telling myself all year, I'm like, I'm just learning because I'm about half half a year in and I'm I'm happy to just learn, but I feel like I'm there's just a lot of times where I sit back and I'm like, I just gave my client an experience and I helped them in a way that they never could have done on their own. Not never, but like I just knew that I was adding a lot of value to their trip. So that was it's kind of gratifying you, in that you, regard. And and you tell me you had one recently where you had a client that was like, We want space two twenty. 
Yeah. Well, and that was the thing. And they wanted it on the first, well, the second day of their trip. And I was like, well, that's probably a far stretched. Because the thing is, when you stay on Disney property, you can book your ADRs 10 days out from the first day of your trip. Most people don't stay past 10 days. And so, like, the last day of your trip, you have the best chance of actually getting um, that dining reservation. And so the fact they wanted this really highly sought after yeah, one. especially one that's hard yeah. to get, right? So I was able to get it. I just had to move one of their park days around, and, and we had the flexibility to do it. So, And I think that's what's kind of, that's what's kind of, I guess at the end, that's the best part about having an agent is someone who can see the bigger picture. You know, I think a lot of folks are like, oh, I got to get this on day two. And if it doesn't work, they don't know what to do next, yeah. right? They don't, they don't. They don't know exactly, oh, I can just pivot and make some shifts here yeah. and make it all work out and we can get to do all the stuff we want still. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's really cool. It worked out. I was even, I even had to make a phone call for Hoop-de-doo because, you know, the technology. The Hoop-de-doo review. That's right. As much as we love technology and we think that Disney should have so much money and resources to make it all amazing, it just isn't always. Well, let's so, be honest. They have the money and the resources. <laughs> I'm just not using it. Anyway, so I was I had to make a phone call rather than use a website, but I got I got that request too. So anyway, it's a lot of fun, but it's maybe not the best content for a whole podcast episode. So we're just gonna play this game. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So do we understand how the game is played? Well, why don't you tell me what the rules are? Well, I remember I've already changed the rules, so they're they're loose. But basically, um, one we'll go back and forth, and we will locate a, a place. We will put ourselves in a place in the Disney parks or anywhere in Disney World. Okay. And give one word clues and see if the other person can figure out where we're at. Okay. Let's do it. Why don't you go first since you've got one word clues that might be challenging. So when we talk about any place, like you, like the middle of a street, is that like a place or? I have one that's a, I have a couple. One one. time, one time we had attractions and uh, you put me in the confectionery, I remember. So that was, that was a restaurant or a service that was not. I'm just trying to clarify, you know. I have, I have two, maybe three that are going to be the middle of nowhere. It's the middle of nowhere. (laughs) Okay. That's, that's fine. Mine, Mine, I think, are going to be a little more straightforward. So we're just going to start with this one. Number one. Okay. First word. Monkey. Okay. Um, so I guess I'll just, I'll just guess one thing, and if it's wrong, you give me another clue. Sounds great. There See, we go. We're just making, up just making rules the rules as up as we go. Um, animal Kingdom. Uh, no. Rhino. Jungle Cruise. Wow. See, this isn't even fair. <laughs> Do I know the rest of the words are? Yeah. Oh, I didn't come up with multiple words, so yes. Snake. <laughs> Albert. Oh, Albert. Skipper. Yes. Navigation. Wow. I thought, well, you could have said dad jokes, but you thought it was restricted to one word. So. Well, that's... That was what we thought at the beginning. So <laughs> we're, we're not even playing the same game here. Look, we're already having fun. We're laughing. It doesn't All matter. All right. Okay. The so Jungle Cruise. I mean, oh, I, the Jungle Cruise. I thought when we watched, I think it was Behind the Attraction, which is 
they're having a new season come out November 1st on Disney. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. But I remember learning all about Jungle Cruise and it's just to me, that's one of the cool ones because Walt had his hands all in it, you know, and he he had all ideas. They had to pivot, you know, it was like the original attraction. Yeah. (laughs) So cool. You know, and I, I remember, you know, I used to work for a man who who he would get fixated on an idea and everything kind of just kind of grew out of that idea. And I think for Walt, as he was picturing Disneyland, you know, first of all, let's remember Walt loved animals. Yes. I mean, if you think about and he loved traveling. And if you think about all of the pre theme park content that was put out, you know, and then the post theme park content, there was a lot about animals. Yeah. So the ability for him to develop the Jungle Cruise was amazing. And, And he what we have today, which we love, is great, but that wasn't what his original vision was. He wanted the real animals there. Right. <laughs> and they're like, um, we can't have a rhino <laughs> just sitting in the water. <laughs> well, the animals don't act on cue, right? right. Wild animals yes. don't kind of a thing. And um, so, and I just think of the animals in that attraction, right? I think, uh, you know, there was the monkeys, there's the rhinos, there's the hippo, <laughs> there's the there's the boa constrictor, right? Like tigers, you know, tigers. Yeah. yeah, maybe these are not the animals that we I mean, would want to have just live on a boat ride. The cool thing is down the road and he wasn't around for it. But when you think of Kilimanjaro Safari, yeah, but we do have that. They now. kind of were able to figure it out. Right. Yeah. That he yeah. just. He was he was ahead of his time for a lot of things. He was so far ahead. That one was my, amazing. One of my favorite things about that attraction, though, is that they got trees that were going to be planted on the freeway or something, and they or I don't know they didn't they like have to take trees from someone's backyard or something? they took trees from a lot of places. <laughs> it just cobbled that whole thing together. But anyway, okay, you ready for my first one? I don't know, <laughs> but here we go. Gold. Big Thunder Mountain. C-3PO. Star Tours. Specifically? Star Tours the ride? <laughs> um, I guess inside the pod? Line. Not sure that's C-3PO. Isn't that C-3PO in the queue? Mm, I'm not sure about that. It could be. Is there a different droid in the queue? It could just be a protocol droid. I think he might actually be more silver than gold, but I don't remember because I don't ride that ride very often. Okay, so I guess we should say the last one was at Magic Kingdom. That's where Jungle Cruise is. Um, Star Tours is at Disney World, so we're not at Disneyland, even though both of these first two are at both parks. Um, And this is in Hollywood Studios. Studios. Right. I just, that is, I was listening to y'all's Escape to the Magic podcast and really enjoying that, but I... That is the one thing, Star Tours hardly ever has a weight, and I think a lot of people have motion sickness issues. Um, but yeah, everybody I go with, <laughs> you know, all my guy friends are like, can't do it, gonna yak. Yeah. And, and I some I could be in that group, but I tell you what, the last few times I've done it, I haven't had any you problems. It. Well, anyway, I, I think it's it's an underrated ride. But especially when I go in that queue, I'm like, this is so cool. I mean, even the outdoor has those yeah. eight, is it AT-80s? I can yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Big ones that they wrap the cord around and make them fall down. I don't remember. If, I don't remember if what they have out there are AT-80s or ATSTs, but oh. they have they have some form of walkers out there. What's an ATST? Uh, it's just different. Okay. But it's, it's got big legs too. Okay. 
Listen, I'm at, I'm at level one Star Wars um, vocabulary. I don't know about this level. That's okay. I, I think they're ATATs, but um, yeah, you know, they're out there and it's kind of cool. There's there's motion and just from the second you get in there, you feel like you're walking in the forest of Endor. Right. And then you go inside and you feel like you're about to board a, a ship, you know, some sort of Star yeah, Wars ship. A, so. cruise, a cruise, you know, a touring ship of yeah. some sort, right? Here's what's cool about Star Tours. They have found a way to keep it fresh and relevant. Right. I think this is what is so important because if they had just relied on what they came up with in, what was it, 1986, I think, 1984 or whatever it was, when they first partnered with George Lucas. And by the way, what a brilliant deal, right? (sighs) That deal with George Lucas. You know, their first offer to him was, hey, why don't you come be CEO? Yeah. And he says, no, I don't think so. You know, and and I think that was the right move. Yes, Yes. In come Mike Eisner and Frank Wells. And, you know, Eisner strikes a deal with Lucas for a million dollars a year per attraction. Wow. So think about that, right? (laughs) And he's still collecting on that, I I think. Oh, I'm sure. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not after the Star Wars sale. But but the reality is that's a lot of money, you know, a million dollars a year per attraction. But, I mean, you just think about the value that he adds and that whole idea, right? The whole Star Wars world I, I again that cue that was one thing I just I wanted to drop myself there I mean I like the cue and the other parts of that ride even more than the ride itself sometimes I yeah. don't get motion sickness I guess I should knock on wood but I haven't had problems yeah it does jerk you around a lot so I do kind of rely on well, the handlebars I, but, but I, feel, I feel I again so they found a way to keep it fresh and relevant and by adding in new adventures so not every it's not like every time you ride it it's the same thing there's a number of different adventures you can go on that's kind of cool I feel like the newer stuff is less jerky it's smoother but here is what's so amazing in my opinion about Star Tours like so many things that started in a Disney theme park, it revolutionized theme park rides. Yeah. I mean, it was the first of its kind to do what it did. Completely revolutionized an industry where people were like, oh, wow, I don't have to sit in a car going on a track doing stuff. Yeah. Well, and I think I remember like when it opened at Disneyland, people were in line for like three hours yeah. at least. Yeah. <laughs> so all you folks that used to wait for that long for Rise of the Resistance, yeah. you know, just know that was not a new phenomenon. Right. <laughs> all right. I think it's your turn again. Okay. Number two. I started you off pretty easy, didn't I? Yeah. Well, this is going to be easy, too. I mean, uh, music. Um, Mickey's Magic. Speed. Rock and Roller Coaster. Challenge. On. Man, on the third Challenge one. of the grid. Challenge of the grid. Third, the fourth word was Sam. Oh yeah. And then the the last one was going to give it away. It was grid. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. And we get to go on that in a little bit. I'm I'm very excited to do it again for the third time this year. You know, I I was excited to become a Disney travel agent because I thought I could add value and it'd be something fun. But an added layer bonus was that um, they have a they're having a tra- travel meeting, like in person meeting, in Orlando in November. So unlocking the magic travel, we're all getting together and learning and doing some stuff. But it's in Orlando, so <laughs> you and I get to go and experience the challenge of the grid. That's right. <laughs> I wonder how much money we're going to spend on just that ride when we're there. Well, I mean. 
Um, you, you can only buy it once per day. You can only buy it once per day. Let's see. We'll have four park days. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> it's going to be a lot. You know, the price goes up and down per day, but, yeah. uh, you know, let's, let's peg it at 20 per. Yeah. I'm Maybe gonna, I shouldn't have brought that up, I'm but. Go take out a second mortgage. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Yeah, great ride. I, when you said music, I was thinking of like rock and roller coaster music, but I should have thought that that is your some of your music. Is yeah, Daft Punk. Daft Punk. Daft or Daft. Brilliant, brilliant. Okay, you ready for mine? Hope they get back together one day. Rose. Be our guest. Be more specific. The restaurant. Lightning. The dining room of the BR guest restaurant. I feel like you're trying to make me be too specific here. Well, you're in you're you are like you're in the general area. Beast Castle. Where is the Rose? The East Wing? No. West Wing. The West Wing. I don't know it's directions. Forbidden. <laughs> it's forbidden. <laughs> The West Wing. So you did. I mean, I have to give you a lot of credit. You were basically in the right spot. But if you really, really wanted to find me, you still wouldn't have quite nailed it. On it's the not that big of a place. There are three areas. You There's can the see garden across. room. You can see each one from the ballroom and the west and the West Wing. I want to get my points that I guessed it right away. I will give you the points, Rose. I knew where you were. So. We have eaten in this specific spot. So we've eaten in the ballroom and we've eaten in the West Wing. The West Wing, we had a pretty young child. I think he was four. Yeah, four at the time when we went. And it, it gets dark. It feels like there's actual lightning. You can yeah, see the rose with there's the petals There's thunder falling. and stuff like that. You can hear the thunder and you can see lightning. You know, so if, if you're not aware, Be Our Guest Restaurant is probably the... One of the two premier dining service restaurants in Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Okay, that and Cinderella's Royal Table. Yeah. And, and and the reason it's the premier is, frankly, because of the theming. Yes. I mean, that, to me, it's one of those, the food is, it's not terrible, but it's not like going to blow your mind. But to me, the theming, if, you, if you're a fan of the movie, which I am a big fan of the movie, then, then you're going to love that experience. So. I think it's a good one. Yeah. Rose. Got it. Nailed it. I mean, they do a really good job of making it look like the rose with the petals falling. And do you remember that? I mean, that was. I do. Yeah. No, it's it's pretty amazing. And there is a, you know, character photo op meet and greet there in the restaurant, too. Right. Yeah. With the with Beast. With with Beast himself in full costume. All right. Let's see see if you can get me here. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Number three. Thirsty. Dull whip. I don't know. Noisy. <laughs> Thirsty. Noisy. Um, uh, uh, cosmic rays. Next one's going to give it away, maybe. DJ. Yeah, the, yeah, cosmic rays, Starlight Cafe. Negative. All right. All right, this one definitely will give it away. And I broke the rule. This is a phrase. No weapons. Oh, Oga's Cantina. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I got phrases here. Well, this is my only phrase. 
two words, no weapons, specifically no lightsabers. Yeah, that so Ogus Cantina is in Hollywood Studios, Galaxy's Edge. Um, hard to get an ADR there because it's so small. Yeah, to get into there, but there is there is a walk up wait list available though. Yeah. Um, it has been easier of late, but that has a lot to do with lower crowds of late. Yeah, when you go, yeah, that is such a cool experience. I mean, if you're a Star Wars fan, I know it's. When I first went there, I didn't realize that it wasn't. I thought it was the same exact one that um, Han Solo shoots the as the cantina yeah. on Moss Eisley, right? But they're trying to stay true to the fact that, that wretched hive of villainy and. <laughs> you want to just quote it all? No, actually, I th- I'm going to start You're messing stuck. it up. I'm going to start messing it up, and then people are going to be like, "I'm not subscribing to these people. He, do- <laughs> he doesn't know what he's saying. She doesn't even know what an ATST is." <laughs> No, that's a good one. Um, I think it's one of the coolest things you can do. Yeah. Okay. So, so it is a cantina. Yeah. Um, and they do serve drinks. They do. They serve a few bites as well. It's literally what they're called is bites. It's it's small appetizers. There's, you can get like a charcuterie board, kind of a thing. Um, but they have both alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages, right, right. and they have a good selection of them. They they are a little bit exotic. I'll tell you. But it's kind of cool. It's really cool. Fun fact, if you really want blue milk. He's talking with his hands. So you can get you can get blue milk out at the milk stand. Yeah. Walking around with the common folk. Okay. But it's a frozen drink. Yes. If you want to get just real blue milk. Right. Not frozen. This is the only place you can get it at Oga's Cantina. Like Aunt, what's her girl gave? Aunt Baru. Baru gave. Yeah. And he got a little crispy. Can't leave that part of her history out. Anytime we talk about her, you know, I can't even remember her name. Look, that's just it's just the family legacy, okay? Oh, that you just you just you get a little burnt up. Oh, Anakin! All right, okay, Ogus Cantina. Really recommend. All right, stripes. Kilimanjaro Safari. Uniform. Stripes in a uniform. Who has a striped uniform? Those aren't necessarily together. They're just two clues. Pirates of the Caribbean. Tuba. Ah. Whatever they call themselves, the Main Street Parade guys. You're, you're getting warmer. Um, military. Uh, military band. <laughs> and they perform at this. At the flagpole. Yes, but what's it called? At the train station. <laughs> you're getting colder. <laughs> Every night they perform with the stripes and the stars. The national anthem? The flag retreat. Okay, that's hyper technical. (laughs) 
The name of the game is where are we, not when are we. Yeah, well, no, we are at the flag retreat. What? But I was at the flagpole. Okay. <laughs> All right. You get it two, two um, guesses earlier than I, I gave it to you. So the flag retreat yeah. is at Magic Kingdom Yeah. every night. I believe it's at five o'clock. Okay. They only have one actual. You know, it took me until now to separate the stripes from the uniform. Oh, well, I told you they weren't necessarily connected. I was trying to. Yep, but but I'm slow. <laughs> no, you're not. That is I'm definitely just, not I'm a just, word I'm waiting around. You. I'm waiting at the flagpole in the middle of the day, and you're saying, no, you can't come here till the end of the day. <laughs> Typically around, you know, between 5 and 6 o'clock. Yeah. So there, I was saying there's only one actual American flag on Main Street. The, the rest of them, I think, are shy one star, one stripe, or something, so that they don't actually have to follow all the protocol that we have with the, the American flag, flag. Code rules yeah so but every night they have a military member I don't know if it's predetermined or if they choose someone that day to participate in the ceremony they have the um, Disney World marching band I don't know what their names are um, play they play a lot of patriotic songs and then they'll play the national anthem yeah, they, they usually play all of the all of the songs of the military branches, right? Right, that too. Yeah, I feel yeah. like there's a Yankee Doodle in there too, I'm maybe sure there or is, something. You know. Um. So anyway, we've we've witnessed it. I think a couple times. It's it's one of those things that usually you're in a line or at, you know in the middle of the park somewhere, and you're like, oh, the flag retreat. We forgot about it. But I remember really intentionally making sure that we got to see it at least once. Um, and I, it was very moving. I'm, I'm one that cries at 4th of July parades and stuff. I'm very grateful for this country. And so it's just neat. They, um, Disney does not offer a lot of discounts period, but they do have military discounts. You have to be active, you know, active duty duty type, but, um, there is a lot of respect. And I think that goes back to Walt. I think Walt had a lot of respect for the foundation of this country and, and, those that serve us so yeah anyway flag retreat i'd highly recommend it it's just at the end of or beginning of main street would you call that the beginning or the end i think it's the very beginning of main street i mean it's both the beginning and the end because a lot of stuff goes in a big circle (laughs) we're being very philosophical it's the circle part (laughs) i don't know yeah the roundabout the first the first roundabout after you walk in the door there you go there you go. Okay. All right. Let's see if you can trip trip me up. Like, All right. All right. Here we go. Number four. Uniforms. All right. First word. Tall. Expedition Everest. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> I should have started with scary. <laughs> yeah, you should have. Or hike. Or Sherpa. Or Yeti. <laughs> and that's it. Expedition Everest. I'm good. Why is tall so important? Do you well, know? it is the tallest um, fraction. It's it's like two feet shy of of needing like the the signal for the airplanes or whatever. But also, fun fact, it is the tallest point in the state of Florida. Yes, you've said that a lot. Have you verified that that's true? I read it on Wikipedia. It okay. must be true. <laughs> Actually, I've read it in a lot of places. So if it's not true, a lot of people have it wrong. Well, I mean, but I believe it because why? Florida is flat. It's a swamp. There, I know, but that's I, I say that because I mean I didn't know they had bears until a couple weeks ago when there. Well, was that's a real true. Bear. I found out about the bear and I was like, wait a sec, say what now? Yeah. <laughs> I knew about the gators. Nobody told me about any bears. I, know. 
I just knew about the country bears. People have so much anxiety these days. Like that that whole story probably. That's, didn't that's help the anybody. last thing I needed to find out of it. It makes sense. So there's a lot of wooded areas. I just thought most of them were in a swamp. So that's okay. Expedition Everest, one of my absolute favorite Me attractions. Too. Um, it is. It is. If I'm not mistaken, it was the first attraction to have the 48 inch height requirement. Maybe. I mean, yeah, you, um, it's it's intense. It's it, intense. It is. It's a coaster that goes both forwards and backwards for a time. Um, there is a, a loop in there, so there's a there is a full inversion. I don't think it's an inversion. It feels like one yeah. because I'm going to lose my whatever. Maybe it's not an inversion, but it, it's close. I guess it's, you go you go sideways. You're definitely intensely going backwards and yeah, tilted. So I think it does feel. You kind of hang up there for a little while. Just I think I black out a little bit sometimes in that backwards yeah, well, thing. <laughs> um, th- so going to motion sickness. This is a ride that it 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 does a number on me. Yeah. So it is actually very intense. Um, so smooth, best I've ever though. done. I've ridden it three times in a row. Threw up after the third time. <laughs> Couldn't handle it. After the second time, I'm like, get me a Sprite, get me a Sprite. We found a Sprite and then, you know, 10 minutes later went back and did it again. That was a mistake. But has a single rider line. So if you were ever feeling discouraged about the length of the wait, off to the side, it's a little bit hidden. Yeah. Single rider lines over there. Um, a, a piece of that queue is kind of in the sun. So, you know, it's one that you just, I'm just warning you, but. But well I think the it. queue is is worth going through at least once. I mean, it's oh absolutely. I mean, it, a, you really a, do think that Yetis are real, and they've found all this scientific yeah, proof. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's it's a it's a great queue. There's a lot of humor in there. Reminds me, it's basically the you know, um, you know, Nepalese version of Jungle Cruise, right? Yeah. Instead of floating on the river, you're going to hike a mountain. There's a lot of that kind of bad joke humor in there. A couple of fun interactive things where if you happen to be lucky enough, you know, and it, it pings your magic band, your name might get added to the the attraction. Yeah. Yeah, And we always, not always, but I often bring up the fact that it is the most expensive roller coaster ever made. It's beautiful. I love that ride. And part of it is still broken. The Yeti. One day they'll fix it. Maybe. All right. This one should be a little bit more straightforward. The first one is a phrase, and I quote, and why? Did a really good job of that one. Flight of passage. Yes! Ding, ding, ding. So You did a good job of imitating the guy. That hesitates. Hesitates in between. Between between his words. (laughs) This is the pre-show of Flight of Passage, which... I think it's just so cool. They did such an amazing job of really helping you, you know, get into that avatar position and match you up and get you all synced and you got to wave your arms around. And the technology was state of the art, you know, I guess in 2017 when it came out. Um, But Flight of Passage, so fun. Absolutely amazing. And I tell you what, that's another one like Star Tours has a lot of potential to remain fresh. And so I'm actually, I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens with it over the next few years. Yeah. Um, because with because with, with with the second Avatar movie coming out, with, a, with however many two or three more to come on their way, um, it'll be interesting to see. They've constructed it in a way, though, that totally makes sense, totally allows you to participate in whatever those environments are. That could be really, really cool. But if you think about 
Thorin. Yep. They didn't do anything to that one. So I don't know. Do you think they're going to? I do. Because they've already shot the footage for the movie. That's right. Okay. And and the thing about Soren is, remember, you know, they had to go and capture all of that imagery. With a special camera. You know, and and do all that other stuff. And um, I think some refreshes to Soren are on the way. After the latest D23 this year... It sounds like they are interested in at least doing something Soren, yeah. to Soren. Um, I know this much. This has been my my constant complaint at Epcot. You know, Soren at Epcot, the video needs an update because when you finish and you come back and your journey's over, you come in and you fly into Epcot at night. That is not the Epcot today. Okay. You're going to look at it and be like, huh. That place looks a little sad. And it does, because compared to what they've been able to turn it into, you know, it just Four years later. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It just doesn't look like that. So it looks very much, you know, like the late 80s, early 90s when. Listen, I have a I have a helpful hint for you, even though I know we're close in age. If you ever forget my, what my age is, my age is always the same as Epcot. It started in 1982. How old are you? <laughs> What's my name? All right. Is it my turn? Uh, no, I just did Flight no, of Passage. No. So this is my last one. Okay. I have three more, but I'm going to just, I'm going to help you out and just do one. This is, three. this is my last one. Okay. Theoretically, it's the hardest one, but I thought the last one was going to be hard and you just guessed it right away. So, okay, here we go. Horseshoe. Um, Big Thunder Mountain. Expansive. Um, shooting arcade. I don't know. Options. Horseshoe. What's the last one you just said? Expansive. Horseshoe, expansive, and options. Echo spill. I have no sightseeing. You've finally got me. Is it? Am I? Is the Frontierland? It is not. Not Frontierland. Worlds are horseshoes. Um. Frozen Ever After. Think famous. Uh. No idea. All right, I have one more clue, and this might give it away for you. I'm afraid it's going to make me look stupider. <laughs> no, this this one this one's a little more abstract. All right, last clue. Multicultural. World showcase. That's it. You got it. Horseshoe. Yeah, it's basically shaped like a horseshoe. Oh end my to gosh. end goes around. Yeah. Expansive horseshoe options. Sightseeing. You got the Eiffel Tower. Got the leaning, you know. You got the, you got you got the the leaning tower of Pisa. It's not quite the leaning say. tower of Pisa, but <laughs> but you have Italian piazza out there. You know, you've got American places. You got a temple in Mexico, a pyramid. Yeah. Okay. You've got waterfalls in Canada. You know, beautiful pergolas in China and 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 Japan. Well, that's a great one. I love the World Showcase. I remember. That big trip, that first big trip we planned, I wanted to go to Epcot, and it was 
poorly planned by me, who I should have used a travel agent because I didn't know what I was doing back then, trying to figure it all out. And I remember the kids were tired and it was several days into our trip and I I had my meltdown <laughs> in Epcot in World Showcase at one point just because I was so sad that I was very excited to go and explore the countries and not not so. That has since been made up to me many times over. I have definitely gotten a fill of World Showcase. Makes you feel better. I don't remember your meltdown, so... <laughs> Or maybe it doesn't make you feel better. I don't know. Either way, you know, next trip. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. We have spent a lot of time in the World Showcase, though, over the years. Well, do you want... All right. Volcano. Dinosaur. Slide. Rainforest Cafe. Wet. Where in the world, the Disney World, am I? Uh, Volcano Bay. One of the, the one of the water parks. Volcano Bay. That is at. Um, That's Universal, Universal right? Studios. Yeah. Um. How about? I've never been to the water. Zero parks. entry. Zero entry. I'm not sure I know what that means. Cinderella Castle. (laughs) This is like you saying horseshoe. I was like, what is he talking about? Better give me some more words here. How about this one? Pulled pork nachos. At, oh, oh, okay. You're at the pool outside the Polynesian. Yes, I am at the Polynesian at the Volcano Pool. At the pool. Volcano Pool. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I'll give that to you. That's pretty good, huh? Yeah, that was pretty good. Where that's in the Disney good. World am I? I'm at the Polynesian. We have, that's our home resort for um, our Disney Vacation Club. And our kids love that slide. And I have to admit, we've done a few other slides. We've done Grand Floridian. Um, we've done even the one at Stormalong Bay at Beach Club. Yeah. Um, and this most recently we did Wilderness Lodge and that volcano slide is so far for our family, the best. Yeah. I think, I think overall that pool was probably one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, just, just everything, you know, configuration, how it's all set up and everything. You can see Cinderella Castle. You, you can see Cinderella Castle. Absolutely. Um, the hot tub is off to the side. It's a little more secluded. There's some foliage that kind of separates it a little bit, but it's raised. Yeah. Um, and the bubbles actually work there. That's the thing. I've been to a couple of resorts recently and you hit the button and no, (laughs) the air jets don't work. Yeah. It does get a little warmer, but, um, I just do, I love the pool at the Polynesian. It's not enormous, but it's not a small pool. And it's a deluxe. So it's got the nice, um, pool chairs. You've got the nice pool chairs. Yeah. Yep. Um, you've got obviously poolside service. They'll come around and, and help you out and take orders and do all that kind of stuff. You can just walk and get a Dole Whip. You could, it's right there, Yeah. you know? Um, and then of course, Captain Cook's is conveniently there too. And anyways, I just think overall, that's why the Polynesian Resort is my favorite resort. Not just because we own there and go often, but it's just, I just think overall, it's just the best one. Yeah. I could... I really wish I was there right now. <laughs> like, 
Where in the world am I? Not there. I'm mentally there, though. Do you want to know the two other hard ones I came up with, or should I save them for a future where in the world? Uh, give me one more. I just give, give me see if I can get one more. Yellow line. Yellow line. Yellow line. Ooh. Monorail. Old stroller. Uh, train. Uh, Car. Yellow line fold stroller car. Simba. Festival of the Lion King? No. This is hard. Um, Attendant. Guide, maybe, is what the better word is. Car. Parking. Oh, you're in the parking lot. (laughs) Specifically behind the yellow line, folding your stroller so you can get on what? That was pretty good. That was... That was that was, was unreasonably tricky. That was where not, in the as, not World, as bad as horseshoe, 4.0? okay? But all right, you know, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about the parking lot trams. Like you have to yeah. line up, and they are very like you better stay behind that yellow. They will line. not move if nope. you're not, if someone's standing. They will stop. And they, they are not afraid to single you out and embarrass you in front of everybody. <laughs> Which is not the Disney way, but when it comes to safety. I think they've probably seen too much junk that they... Well, and there's so much liability involved, right? Last thing they want to do is start someone's day off poorly because they ran over, you know... Somebody or their stroller. Some some fool who wasn't paying attention, right? Well, it's it's a very... It is a very difficult transition because most families are all harried getting to the parking lot. Then you got to get out of the car with all the right stuff and leave And now the right everyone's stuff. excited. They're like, oh, we've got to get in. We've got to get in. We've got to get in. And, and then, then there's a tram right now. And there's so a tram. Gotta... Let's run right. and get on it. It's just, it, there's a lot of potential and then problems. And then you get up there and you're like, well, where do we go? There's there's no empty seats. You know, that one guy is taking a whole row all by himself. Yeah. Can I sit by him? Oh, I don't know. He looks kind of mean. <laughs> well, and I remember... One of the reasons that we became Disney Vacation Club uh, members. Because I didn't ever want to do that again. Because, yeah, and we had the <laughs> stroller and you had to fold the stroller. You have to fold it, yep. And it has to, like, sit in someone's lap. And then, of course, someone has to and, hold the and kid. And that is the irony of all ironies. You just did all this work to get the stroller out, right. sit a kid in it, roll them out there 50, 100 feet or whatever yeah. it is, pull them back out, take it all down. Unpack the stroller. I mean, my goodness gracious. Yeah. Oof. Pro so, tip, y'all, no. don't bother setting the stroller up until you're in the park. That's right. Pro tip, take <laughs> well, it to the you, bank. You can leave it, um, I th- I don't think you have to fold it in uh, on the boat. You don't I, have to fold it on the boat or, in, or on the monorail. On the monorail, are you sure? Nope, nope, because yeah. there are, I've been. You can just roll them right I, in there. My feet have been crushed by many stroller wheels. <laughs> in the monorail. That are all crowding into the monorail, right? So. But yeah, the parking lot tram, I think it's super fun. When our kids were little, I mean, it's just like, are you kidding me? Like there's It's somebody, your first ride. Yeah, it's your first ride. I mean, usually they're saying fun stuff and there's... Yeah, yeah. like sit down, keep your arms in, don't open that door. <laughs> 
When I was a kid, there were no doors. The doors are a newer thing. I, re- I remember that. That's true. There weren't doors. And it was a little bit simpler back then. Yeah. You know? Now, every time I approach it, I'm like, how do you open this thing? Do you pull? Does it slide? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Anyhow, not rocket science. Parking lot tram. Man, where in the world am I? That was fun. That was all right. Good job, dear. Simba, job. that's one of the parking lot names. There's yeah. the villains and the heroes. The heroes and villains. And there's the Simba parking yep. lot. Simba is a villain. No, he's not. <laughs> I shook my head on that. No, he's not. Oh, my goodness. Well, Although this is Scar fun. Scar thinks he is. This is fun. Killed his dad. Wait, what? Oh, Scar, yeah. Yeah, Simba. Killed his dad. It's his well, fault. His uncle was a little messed up. Oh, well. Anyways, good times. All right. Well, I think we should play this again. We'll have to. I'll have to see if I can come up with something. I'm going to come up with something where horseshoe is the clue for every single one of them. <laughs> oh my gosh! That would be excellent. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's <laughs> see if you can stump me. All right, guys. Well, thanks for checking in with us, and maybe if you have a place where in the world that you want us to, yeah, try see out, if you let can us stump know. us. Yeah. Bye. Bye.